Hey everybody, and welcome back to Tales of Asperon. I'd hate to sound like a broken record, but Haley couldn't make it to this episode recording. Don't worry, he's still a part of the party, and he shows up in the next episode. I'm just piloting his character for this one. I mean, come on, it wouldn't be a true D&D game if scheduling wasn't the real BBEG. Anyways, if you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's focused on telling fun, character-driven stories. Now, what does that mean? Well, we sit down at our desks, pretend to be someone we're not, and then record it all to share with you. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy, second by second, line by line, and we just like to have as much fun as we can along the way. Follow along as our players pretend to be small-town adventurers, doing their best to put some good into the world. And my favorite part about that is that we have absolutely no idea what will happen next. It is literally at the mercy of a dice. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. We loosely rely on this system to tell our own stories independent of the lore and, well, often problematic content that comes with Dungeons & Dragons right out of the box. In short, this just means that we use dice to decide what happens next to our characters in this fun little game of make-believe we're playing. Roll high? Maybe snort a bunch of magic dust and become God. Roll low? Maybe you find an animal that's whack with poo brain. Let's roll the dice and find out what happens next. Together. So, to pick up where we last left off, all of you just went through a little bit more conversation with Eliel and managed to work together to very quickly and kind of efficiently pull the boat towards the riverbank because you realized that you almost missed your exit, so to speak, from the Opal River. And now all of you stand together at the banks of the Opal River on what would be the western side. And we'll pick up with Eliel going... So, Emblem Crossroads Wayward Trail. Yes? No? Uh, yes. Also, was what animal was that? I was aiming for a hippo, but it's been a while since I've uh, seen a hippo. I, I, once in 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 this children's storybook. She closes her eyes for a moment. Do you want to see what it looked like? What I what I turned into, or what it actually looks like? No, no. I mean, what you turned into. <laughs> I'm trying to judge everyone else's reaction to it. Tedward's backing away. <laughs> I think that'll just that'll just be a nightmare for you guys. I'll pretend I nailed it 100 percent and uh gold star, right? It was a western jumbus, it wasn't a hippo. Western jumbus. <laughs> and with that utterance, Elio goes, So good news. My bags were on the boat, and now I think they're in the boat. She's looking at the scepter that Alay is now holding on to. Shall we? Are we hoofing it? What are we doing? This is on foot? I mean, let's go check out the trail first, and she starts to trot off. Okay. I follow. 
gonna keep walking. Yeah, I'll follow. After about a minute or so, you make it over to this bit of the tributary. One, you notice that it is noticeably thinner than the river. If you were to take the boat, it would probably maybe just have enough room. But looking ahead of you as you reach this kind of opening leading into the forest beyond, very far off in the distance, you can see over the tree line as the landscape ahead of you kind of slopes upward as you're looking forward. And then further and further in the distance, you can see a mountain kind of peeking out. Hard to tell exactly how far away it is. But ahead of you, you see a large variety of thick oak trees lining the riverbank where this forest starts. If anyone would like to roll a history check or any kind of check to maybe see if they've read about it. Tenbrick's going to roll a check. Yeah. I want to hear more about this mountain that's peaking. I heard this mountain peaked in high school. What'd you roll? Hold on, I have to roll. I just dropped my dice. I actually have physical dice now. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's an eight. Tedward knows everything. It peaked in middle school. <laughs> the mountain definitely peaked in middle school. Not only does Tedward think he knows about this mountain, Tedward is eager to share. So yeah, tell us about the mountain. <laughs> everything you're about to say is wrong. That's a very famous mountain. You can see it from every neighboring town. They use it to set their clocks by the shadow of the mountain, fastening their windows. When the shadow of the mountain falls over you, that's when you know it's time to stop baking. No baking after mountain set. Alea pulls out a journal and starts making notes. Yeah, good. <laughs> Write this down. It's gold. No baking. You also hear the book writing behind you guys. Wouldn't the shadow of the mountain be different depending on what side of the mountain you live on? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> Glad to see someone paid attention in school. If anyone else would like to roll a check. Would a nature check work or no? Hmm. Yeah, you grew up in the forest. I think that might be helpful. You okay. grew up in the hood. In the tree hood. Yeah. Way to wood at. That is a 20. It's a 18 plus 2. So you're not very well traveled, so you don't necessarily know exactly which mountain this is in the distance, or even if the forest is known by any other name, mostly because you're not from here. But you've lived in a forest, you've lived in one, breathed in one, you can kind of tell if something feels off about a forest. And looking ahead of you, you can see this dirt pathway, maybe 15 feet wide, winding into this oak forest, into the distance, into the darkness, because the canopies here are very, very thick. Pegged into the ground is this old sign that's tilted to the side that says the Wayward Trail, written in like a haphazard black paint, very faded and chipped away. As you scan up and down the tree line, the forest here is very, very dark, which is concerning. It tells you that the canopies here are most likely very high in the air and very dense. And while you're looking through the tree line with your nature check, something feels off about this section of the forest ahead of you. You don't know why exactly. Maybe the color of the bark of these trees feels off. Maybe it's just the shadows cast by the leaves. Something about this feels strange to you. I don't like it. If you'd like to make up reasons why Thurbash is feeling this way, like things you see or things like that, feel free. Thurbash just looks out over like the forested area before the mountain, and it's less of a seeing something in particular and more of a the way that he looks at the canopy and in the trees. It just doesn't look natural enough, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. Alea, could you roll me a perception check? Yeah, perception. Oh, not 20, 26. While you're all standing here, Leia, you're listening, looking around. You notice behind you, you can hear the, the, the rushing of the river. There's no birds. Oh, no. 
You don't hear a single bird in the direction you're facing. Birds are overrated. You can hear the occasional chirp behind you, but ahead of you, it's just dead quiet. Is this like the first like tavern type of situation? No, it's not that quiet. Because the first tavern type of situation, like it was so silent, it felt like, you know, there wasn't even ambient room noise, like just airflow. You just happen to notice that you don't hear any birds ahead. And you're in the middle of the forest. There should be birds everywhere. Noisy as hell. But ahead of you, like you're kind of standing right on the riverbank, looking at this dirt trail that goes into this dark forest ahead of you. And you don't hear a single bird. Not a chirp, not a peep, or the flutter of wings. I'm going to go to stop, take a couple of steps back, see if the birds get louder, and then go a couple of steps forward. Notice it's quiet. I'll do that a couple of times. You guys see Elia kind of pacing back and forth? Uh, there is no signs of life ahead of us. I am feeling. It does seem very strange. Something doesn't seem right. You're feeling what? You got cut off there at the end. Me? Oh, yeah. You're like, I'm feeling... And that's it. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> yeah. you like... I, I, I thought you were role-playing it. That's why I said it. I'm feeling weird about this. Should we take a moment to just examine our surroundings? Sure. I, I'm for like. that. Uh, uh, can I do another nature check? Can I do a nature check? Yeah, it could be nature, investigation. Whatever you think applies. Ooh, uh, I'm going to do nature. Oh, okay, seven. Just kidding. Mm. Alea's not doing anything. She says, seems to be okay, let's go. Continues walking. Mm. Just keep swimming. Wait, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Thurbash is going to reach into his pack. Mm-hmm. He's going to stare down the path that's ahead of him. He's not going to be in the like wooded area. He's going to be probably maybe 20, 30 feet away. He's going to reach into his pack. He's going to pull out an unbreakable arrow and using kind of a similar trick to what we did on the boat. He's going to Oh, wait, actually, that rope is probably going to be too thick. All right, whatever. He's going to use the arrow. He's going to turn his pack weapon into a bow, and he's just going to loose a shot down the pathway to see what happens. Ooh, roll me an attack roll, and I'm going to roll a D100. An attack roll? Yeah, because he's firing a a weapon. I do get... It's just a matter of time before you just fucking drill a rando right between the eyes. You just keep uh, throwing weapons into the undergrowth like it's not a hazard. I think it's a 10. I just got to confirm. Give me one second. Natural uh, 20. It's your packed weapon. So whatever your dex plus your proficiency is. Yeah. So it's a 10. 10 total? 10 total. I rolled a seven. I get plus one for dex rolls, which that's what a bow is. And then I get a plus two as my proficiency. Okay. So three. You let loose an arrow and it sails off into the woods. Um, roll me a perception check. That's a lot better. That's a 16. You hear the hurried scattering and breaking of branches. Like getting quieter. You fired and it spooked something. I really don't like that. I don't like that at all. Imagine how little they like it. (laughs) I mean, yeah, they're probably very mad, but whatever's in there, I've really pissed off and it's obviously pissing off a lot of the birds. The, those things usually don't mix very well. 
Anything that makes birds mad usually makes us not mad, but dead. That is a super wide brush that you have begun to paint with. I follow the logic. I mean, I get it, but I'm sure there's something that that displeases birds that doesn't cause a mortal threat to my well-being, like a breadcrumb shortage. (laughs) Rain. I was just going to ask what the journal is writing, if the journal is writing. Ooh. Probably that Tedward is scanning the tree line with a look of steely determination, readying his powerful frame to visit violence on his foes, when in reality, Tedward's probably, like, just sort of examining the tooth hole of his recent loss with his tongue and, like, flinching every time he touches it, but, like, he can't stop. Alea, roll me a investigation check for the book. Dang it! I got a natural one. Oof. Uh, So, technically, it's a three, but... You walk Is over it? to the book and go to peek at what it's writing and like it senses your intention and it quickly closes and scoots away. <sighs> Why are you it's being like this? Progress. DM. Yes? Did I see where that arrow landed? No, it just went into the, oh. the brush in the darkness. I hope uh, you get that back. It sounded expensive. It's an unbreakable arrow. I'd like it back, but if, it, if I can't, you know. Oh you well. can roll an investigation check assuming you decide to go into the forest. Those don't biodegrade, uh, dude. That's how literary. dark? I know, right? They're like made of the worst fantasy styrofoam ever. How dark is it? Like, is it dark where I can't see it past a couple feet, or is it dark like it's just shaded? For you, as you look in, but you have devil sight, right? Yeah, I've got devil sight. For you, it looks shady. For everyone else, okay. it would look much darker. Like maybe 100, 200 feet in, it looks very dark. Okay. Hmm. I, I was going to ask if it feels like magic. Mm, I'll just be straight up with you. There doesn't feel to be any magical thing in the air. There's just something about this that feels kind of odd and ominous. You do notice, though, with your very high perception check earlier, you see Eliel kind of standing in front of the road sign, waving her hand over it, like she's inspecting it. Do you, do you see anything or feel anything? Hmm. Sense anything? She turns over her shoulder and looks to you, and... As she does, you can kind of see the sign in front of her. It looks like she's halfway through, like, doing something to the writing. But, like, half of it looks really clean and new, and the other half looks very old and beat up. Yo, is she switching the writing on the sign? (laughs) I don't see anything ahead that is strange, but... I want to read the sign. (laughs) Oh, this is straight up. It's the same writing. It looks like she's using some kind of paint to restore it. She goes, but... The last time I was here, it didn't feel quite so weird. This sign was much prettier. I am going to start stomping into the woods. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Avi, we had the same thought. Okay. While I'm walking, I'm going to try and look for my, my arrow. Because I kind of want it back. We got to stay together. Roll me an investigation check as Thurbash just tromps into the woods. Yes. Okay. Whew. Hey, I'll take that. You said investigation? Mm-hmm. That is a 17 base. Ooh, came very close to failing that. Just because you fired an arrow into the woods. After some digging around, you do find it. Like, walking through the brush. It's very, like, the bushes and the undergrowth here are thorny and kind of thick and brambly. But as you're, like, moving your way through it, it must be here somewhere. And you look and you see it's stuck 
close to the bottom of a tree. And you notice that pinned against the tree, there's a tuft of fur. Like you just missed something when you fired. Good, good shot. Mm. <laughs> I don't like that. While I'm waiting for my comrades to either follow me or or figure out more information, I'm going to focus on my packed weapon, mm-hmm. turn it back into the base moon touch rapier form. Mm-hmm. So it's just the rapier. And I'm just going to hold that out as a precautionary measure as I continue to walk slowly into the wood. The moon touch glows at night, right? As far as the description I have, it just says that in darkness, it sheds 15 feet of bright light and then an additional 15 feet of dim light. As you guys watch Thurbash go into the forest, 30 seconds pass, you lose sight of him, and then you see a bright light glow, and, and then you can see kind of a silhouette of him as he stands up and looks around. You wanted to take your arrow from the tree? Yes, please. Okay. As you grab the arrow and pull, you notice that there's still a tuft of fur at the edge of the arrowhead. It's white. Can I use a nature check to have potentially identify what type of fur it is? Sure. Okay. Big money, no whammies. That's a whammy. <laughs> it's a six. Um, you don't know. It's white. Yeah, it's and white fur. fur. Which I mean, cursory knowledge, woodland animals, white fur. That's a little strange. This is not a dragon. Can I see the rest of my party from where I currently am located or no? Yeah, they're far enough away. Probably about 120 feet. I'm going to walk until the point where they disappear from my vision. Okay. You guys watch as Thurbash looks towards you and turns and walks deeper into the forest. What? Bye, I guess. We stay together. What do you guys do? Tedward runs after. Yeah, we got to follow. Okay. You guys quickly go into the bushes. Eliel scoops up Rose and you hear, and she goes, oh, shut up. And she carries him into the bushes behind you guys. I have a question about that. Mm-hmm. Is Rose such a bobcat that she doesn't know she's Rose at the moment. Based on the behavior, you're sure that Rose knows she's Rose because she told she showed Alea how to collapse the boat. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Remember the pretzel, the pretzel rune? I thought that we were making a joke about don't let the cat out of the boat because it just <laughs> want to get back in the minute you do. <laughs> what? So Thurbash, while you walk ahead and behind you, you can hear the bushes being torn apart as your party quickly follows. But you move ahead a bit, a little bit faster than them, and you kind of step further and further. Now, are you moving away from the trail or towards it? I'm trying to follow the trail. My point of walking away from them before they dis- disappear from eyesight was to see how far I could get before I can't see them anymore. But now that they're following me, I'm just going to keep walking because I never notice that I'm not seeing them because they're consistently moving towards me. Okay, yes. From where you are, you kind of you didn't really take the trail. You had to kind of wade through the bushes. You make your way back to the trail. Eventually, the rest of your party catches up behind you. Thurbash is just walking ahead of you all. What would you like to do right now as you make your way deeper and deeper into this forest along the wayward trail? Can I summon Igni? Yeah, sure. How do you summon him? I know I'm asking, but I want to see if you'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> With a pss, 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 you hear a pss, and Igni appears behind you. He's kind of trotting behind all of you. Oh, there's another cat. Fight. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where did you find this one? Igni met Rose, right? Not as a cat. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, this is Rose. A lot has happened. We met a turtle lady. Are you high? Who turned Rose into a cat. Oh, the turtle did that. Okay. I'm, I'm aware of the turtle. Okay, yes. What's up? What did you need from me? I just want to check in. How you doing? To get any weird vibes being here? In any intimate death uh, vibes or feelings or... 
dangers or anything. That was a lot. Um, <laughs> he looks around. You're in a forest. Yes. Could be dangerous. Possibly. Nothing seems weird. You'd be wrong. A lot of food around. Food? Oh, yes. Oh, wait. I'm going to, like, grab a branch. <laughs> I thought you were like, I'm going to reach for my pocket. No, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab a branch. Okay. Pass you it on to Igni. Reach up, snap it off. Igni kind of takes it, holds it in his mouth, and he's kind of chewing on it as you walk. I don't know why I always think that you're like some kind of d- danger detector, but uh, it's nice that you're here. You know, you should pop in more often. I am an emotional support elemental. I understand. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. A uh, little vest. Got a wait, little vest. Can you talk to to Rose? Do I um, have a spell that understand animals? Probably. <laughs> I have animal friendship. I mean, you're already friends with Rose. Don't you have to speak with animals? I thought you did. Oh, you know what? This is this sucks because I don't think I do actually. Haley has a feat that lets him communicate with animals. Mm, no, it just has never come up. Well, here's a question though. I feel like the communication gap isn't that Rose can't understand you; it's that Rose can't vocalize. Yeah, yeah we can't mm-hmm. understand Rose. So, like, I can speak I with think... plants. Oh, maybe I should have the treehouse too. Yo, what if we turn her into a plant? <gasps> Can we do I, that? I don't know if that's such a great idea. She's already a, a cat. We'd have to turn her back from a plant. I feel like going from one living thing that moves to another living thing that moves is a lot easier than going from a non-moving living thing to a, you know. Thurbash's sentence is cut off as Eliel is ahead of you and you hear her going, oh, stop it, stop it. And you see Claw, Claw's dig into Eliel's shoulder as Rose's lynx head peers over her shoulder and looks back at you and is going, Oh, I thought she was straight up getting mauled to death by whatever polar <laughs> bear by our guard. So it's like, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. I'm looking at my spells for the first time in a while. Just spell magic. Do you think that could help Rose not be a cat? You can certainly try. Okay. Well, first of all, is Rose trying to get our attention because there's an immediate danger happening? No, you were talking about turning her into a plant. Oh, okay. So she, she's not again for well, that. She all does right. understand us. Okay, cool. Just uh, testing. I, I'm going to try to use Dispel Magic. Choose Oof, one creature, okay. object, or magical. Can this backfire really bad? No, I'm just saying <laughs> because what? this this will be a very difficult attempt for you. Okay. Yes, it can backfire. You have to roll an ability check. Okay. And what's the DC? It's like, it'll say it in Dispel Magic. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. Okay, roll me an ability check using your wisdom. I think I'm going to fail this. Okay. <gasps> a 20? Holy shit. Oh my God. You passed that DC by one. It wasn't a natural 20 though. The DC was a 19. Jesus. So what does it look like? What do you do to dispel whatever magic has a hold on Rose? I feel like she just remembered that she has this spell. So it's going to be like a, oh my gosh. And then she's going to like throw her hands out and just like, at, I guess, both Rose and Turtle Lady. Because Rose is on top of mm-hmm. her shoulders, right? Well, you're, you are targeting Rose. Magically, what does this spell look like? It looks like... Oh, like cherry blossom kind of like things that like fly Ooh. out. Okay, so I was going to say, so you reach your hands out and just go, oh, wow. And release this energy. And in front of you, there's a brief moment where you see this bright pink light as whatever incantation you're weaving, whatever magic you kind of innately are able to wield. You feel it dig into the reins of whatever this magic is that's keeping Rose locked in this body, this form. 
And as you do, you guys see Eliel has stopped. Alea is kind of reaching her hands out and there's a vibrant light happening between her and Eliel. And in a brief moment, it's blinding. Alea, you look forward as you watch the links start to change and shift and shape. And Eliel gets toppled over as both her and Rose have stumbled down into the ground. And Rose has changed back. And you notice that around you, the ground, the bushes, the trees are all blooming with cherry blossoms. As like an effect of whatever this magic was that you just cast and dispelled. What do you all do? MVP. I'm glad she didn't turn her into a hippo. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> that would have been terrible. Would have been really gross. What do you all do right now? Ted was going to sneeze and cherry blossoms come out of his nose. <laughs> what? Rose, are you no longer a cat? Whoa, hold on. Um, whoa. I mean, cats don't say whoa, so I'll take that as a guess. Blueberry has a little head of petals for hair now. <laughs> Eliel immediately turns on a swivel and looks at you, Alea, eyes shocked. You could undo that level of magic, and we struggled with a boat in the river? <laughs> I couldn't have undone that. <laughs> There's a reason I... she's our leader. <laughs> the, uh, the unofficial leader, kind of forced into it, definitely not fit for the job. Now I'm starting to believe that you actually did kill a dragon. Oh yeah, we did do that. I didn't believe you before, but wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go and, and help Rose up and all the while apologize that I completely forgot that I have to spell magic. Oh, it's that's all right, Alea. It's fine. How was how was your 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 cat trip? Cat, get it? Cat. Just hair raising. Ah, hair raising. <laughs> I'm gonna pat her on the back, not slap. Pat. Thank you. She looks around. Where are we? In a forest. The Wait. wayward path, I believe, or trail. Wayward trail. Wayward trail. Did she forget what we were doing? That you um roll me an insight check. Oh no. What if I just oh, like Lord. what if it was like insight? Hmm. Five. Five. No, I, I remember. It, it's just really hard to read when you you have a cat brain. I guess that's what that sign back there said. It's just I haven't been on the trail in a couple months and this just doesn't feel like the wayward trail. We did pick up on the fact that it feels not great here. We're on the western side of the river, right? Are we? <laughs> Survival check? Oh, okay. That's a 19. Yeah, Thurbash, you're pretty sure. Pretty sure. (laughs) Actually, I'm in positive. West side, represent. (laughs) Oh my god. We like that confidence. (laughs) Alright, well, if this is actually the wayward trail, then we've only got about four more days until we we make it to the the crossroads, but keep your eyes about you. This feels a lot spookier than the last time I was here. Like a good spooky or a bad spooky? Real bad spooky. When is there ever a good spooky? You know, Tedward, say that again. Well, Tedward didn't see the fur because you didn't tell any of us about it. So this is a little bit of metagaming. Oh, yeah, I I didn't mention it, did I? You didn't. You've just been been sitting on your. Yeah, I just have it in my pocket. This is real weird. I. Oh, oh, wait. Um. I'll pull out the fur. I shot someone, by the way, guy. <laughs> I did hit something, but I mean, usually when you fire an arrow at something, it gets pretty scared and runs away, so I'm pretty sure we're fine holding up the white fur to everyone. Can I see that? Sure. Um, She takes it from you and gives it a good look over. Oh, this is getting weirder. 
tufted fur is big enough and while, while Rose is looking at it, you can kind of see that she like motions it towards you. There's certain striations and color patterns here. Um, there's a type of antelope that's native to the, this is the, the rolling thicket. Um, it's like the forest between the river and the, the crossroads, but there's a type of antelope that lives out here that has this kind of color pattern, but its fur should not be white. It should be more like uh, an orangey color. Like striations like orange and brown, like clay. It's really weird that it's white. Can I do an arcana check on the fur? Yeah, absolutely. Is that stupid? That yeah. might be stupid. No, it's go ahead. fun. I'm going to do it anyway. 2020 hindsight. We should have def. I should have definitely handed the fur to Alea like the minute she came <laughs> over near me. I should have done a nature check. Yeah, nature? I pocketed it. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, do a nature check because you should. I, I tried one, but I, I failed miserably. I think you'll have a better chance at it. All right, all right. I've got good nature. Got a 19. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hell of a lot better. I mean, my my nature is like plus five, so. It's in your nature. <laughs> ha. <laughs> We should just make puns all the time. <laughs> I kind of decided instead of an arcana check, would it be mm -hmm. okay if I did a nature check? Yeah, absolutely. And if that's the case, I got a 19. Yeah. So when maybe it was just before, well, actually you, this wasn't brought up to you, but as Rose mentions that particular type of antelope, you immediately know what she's talking about. Is it one of the ones with a schnoz? Yeah, he's yeah, got a schnoz. Like oh, in my head, I was picturing the, the, yep. the trunk of like antelope elk from Princess Mononoke. I freaking hate these things. This is just a shop vac with horns. You're not wrong. It looks like if a layout was to turn into an antelope, it would have a hippo, hippo nose. That's what it looks like. This is an animal that evolved to do cocaine. It's a basically an oh. antelope with a little trunk on the front of its face. Um, but as she says this, you're like, you remember like seeing them in a book or maybe like, you can tell us why she knows what they look like. She likes to read. She's, she's a, a avid reader of things. Her parents have a big library. Okay. Of nature, nature and herbs and plants and stuff. Yeah. So Rocks. You, you read about it in one of your mom's book. It was like it was like a study of the Emerald Plains um, and just kind of like the, the creatures that live there. But you saw an illustration of one, and yeah, from what you remember reading, it aligns pretty closely to what Rose is saying. Like. Their fur are these kind of dusty earthen tones, not white. Well, does examining the fur with the nature check say anything different to me than it did to Rose? What was the role on that? 19. 19. Looking at the fur, what I'll give you is that as the looking at the color of the fur, it's very, very gray and ashen, like whitish at the tips. But you notice as it goes further closer to the root of the fur it gets brighter and brighter which is also weird it probably will tell you that whatever this creature is if it is one of those antelopes it's definitely not been exposed to much sunlight because okay. the fur is just so white because normally like you have lighter hair on the top and darker roots because the mm -hmm. sun doesn't reach it but it's like doing kind of the opposite it's really strange uh, i'm gonna relay that information to everyone Two thoughts on that. It may have lived in a cave, or it recently has been growing its hair out post-dye job. I, for one, think it's the dye job. White is a very fashionable color nowadays. White hair. But, like, the, the forest is dark, right? Yeah, very. 
So we can infer, I'm pretty sure that's the correct word, mm-hmm. that if it's been living in this forest, it hasn't been living its whole life because then wouldn't the fur in the center also be white? Mm-hmm. So the forest wasn't always dark, maybe? Something yeah. is making its fur whiter, too. Okay. Stress. Tobacco. <laughs> that resonates so hard. You almost killed this this animal. <laughs> Shooting blindly into the thing. I did thing. not mean to. Hey, when it comes to uh, us being horribly mauled by some strange creature or me accidentally potentially killing an antelope, I prefer accidentally potentially killing the antelope. Fair enough. Can I do a another like surrounding kind of feel to see if I hear anything? Like you said, there's no birds, but is there any other like sign of life? An eleven. Still prevalently no birds. That's just simple. When you're this far in the forest, you don't hear it. Occasionally, you hear a branch like snap and break in the distance. DM. That's it. The fur that we have. Is it just is it just like hair or fur or does it also have like skin attached to it? No, it's just fur. Okay, just fur. It's just a chunk of fur. Mm-hmm. Well, my suggestion is, although we are, suffice it to say, hesitant to keep going, it's probably not a good idea to stay put for too long, and I'm gonna keep walking. I'm um, I'm inclined to agree with that. Yeah, I can agree with that. All right, let's let's maybe keep moving. Keep your eyes open. For anything strange, I don't want to get caught up against some kind of weird monster or aberration. Yeah. What? You guys would just like to kind of continue through the forest? Yeah, I continue yeah. For- through the forest. I have my rapier out, just in case. Boss monster. Everyone roll me perception checks. This will be the next couple hours of you guys making your way down the wayward trail. Yo. Yeah? Nat 20. Ooh. 10. Uh, Alea has seen all she's seen with that last nat 20 and now is seeing nothing. Nine. (laughs) So as you make your way forward, the next hour passes. You're getting deeper and deeper into the rolling thicket, which you now know its name because of Rose. It's getting darker and darker as you go in. The tree, the canopy above, you see less and less shafts of sunlight peering through. And eventually you get to a point where you're almost, you're not in total darkness. You see clearly maybe 30 feet. And you're walking along the trail and it's just eerily quiet. Tedward, you're looking through the tree line. And as you're walking by, your head's on a swivel and you breeze past the left side of the path. And then you do a double take, a blur of white as you swiveled your head. And in that moment, you you make eye contact (laughs) with a creature. Maybe right at the edge of your vision radius, you see standing in the trees is an antelope. Its fur is white, its antlers are white. And at this distance, you can see its glassy white eyes as it's just staring at you. Hey folks, and welcome to the mid-roll. So, first things first, housekeeping, as always. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Twitter at Tales of Asperon. That's A-S-P-E-R-R-A-N. When we're not releasing episodes, I'm usually on there putting out cool tweets for the show. Sometimes we do polls for new NPCs, new magic items, and cool things in the world that you can take an active part in making by voting on these polls. 
You can also support the show by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Kind words mean the world to indie creators like us. And sharing those kind words with everyone else means even more. We're a word-of-mouth production, and we don't pay for ads. So we rely on your support to spread the joy of our stories to the rest of the world. If passive support isn't your thing, well, we now have merch on Redbubble. I've personally designed some stickers, t-shirts of our characters, buttons, and posters, all designed with a helping hand from Mars Maybe Gaming on Twitter, who created our character art. Any purchases made here will directly support the hosting costs of our show and our website, so you can fund us directly and get some good-looking merch out of it. The link for that is in our episode description, and we occasionally post it on Twitter when we drop new products. And this week, our promo partner is Snyder's Return. The show's new to our promotion slate, but they're doing a lot of cool stuff on the tabletop scene. Take it away. Snyder's Return is a tabletop role-playing game interviews and actual play podcast. We interview content creators, Twitch streamers, and fellow podcasters, and we put out our own actual play using a variety of different systems. So come and join us, come and have a listen. You can find us on Twitter at Return Snyder. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, or check out our website at www.snidersreturn.squarespace.com. All right, let's get back to the show. And in that moment, you you make eye contact (laughs) with a creature. Maybe right at the edge of your vision radius, you see standing in the trees is... An antelope. Its fur is white. Its antlers are white. And at this distance, you can see its glassy white eyes as it's just staring at you. And you notice that wreathed among its kind of horns, there's a bits of stuck web and things like that. And it's just standing and watching. As you pass, its head is like watching you go. It was a dank antelope. <laughs> it's got webs all over it. Interesting. Do the webs... To my estimation, do they look like they are put there by an unusually large spider? Like this antelope just escaped like a brush with a giant spider? Or is it like this antelope has been in, in my aunt's cupboard for nine months? Like, is it like the kind of cobwebs you'd expect from like a weird undead creature that's just musty? Or is it like giant spider caliber webs? Um, Nature or arcana, I think, is how we can decide this. Just to see what Tedward knows. There's no way this can be an athletics check. <laughs> Plus, you want to sprint into okay. the woods and wrestle the deer. Okay, that's that's a that's a nine. That's a nine for my nature check. At this distance, there's a lot of web. Like, deers move, you move. You're not covered in webs. That deer probably shouldn't be covered in webs. Unless I walk through a web, then the whole movement argument kind of backfires. But there's a lot of it. Yeah, it's a stupid deer. You guys hear Tedward mutter, that's a stupid deer. I will stop moving as casually as I can. I won't like freeze mm-hmm. so I don't spook this thing. And I'll kind of be like, use me. Guys, what do we think about the uh, the state of this antelope thing here? It's really, really webbed up. It's also dank. Does it look healthy? Fuck no. You, you heard the description. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from the weird color and the milky white eyes, it's not missing patches of fur. It doesn't look injured. 
And it's just standing there watching you guys pass by. Yeah, because we shot it. Now it's following us. <laughs> oh, no. Um, like I said, it wasn't really my fault. I didn't mean to hit the antelope. You tell it to that. Th- you does tell not that. Dis- that does not dispel blame. It just means it wasn't your intention. So what? Don't ever be a lawyer. Is Igni <laughs> being weird? Or Rose? The, do I see the you weird? You see witness, Rose looks over in that direction, and you hear the very quiet like the pull of a crossbow drawstring and you see that she has her crossbow her hand crossbow at the ready but she's not lifting Tedward how long was it there? I don't know I was looking at it for maybe 10 seconds before I told you and you know it honestly looks like it hasn't moved in a century this this thing did it just sneak up on us? oh yeah I didn't hear it I, I saw it and I only saw it let's be honest because it's pure white hey you get out of here Hi. It smiled. She's waving her arms and it just turns its head and looks at her. Oh, that's weird. I don't think it's normal. If we continue on, I'm going to take a couple steps forward. Not like toward it, but like, oh, oh no. Oh, no. I'm going to take a couple steps away from it. And I want to see if it like tracks movement or if it follows. You start to walk away and its head, it looks at you and watches. Tedward walks towards it with his arms out, mimicking my arms spread, mimicking antlers. And I'm gonna try, I'm just trying to make myself look bigger. I'm not even being funny. Like, I'm gonna just try to make myself look big. I'm just gonna walk towards it. Real mean intimidation check, I think. <laughs> this is what I will live for, intimidating wildlife. That's a 15, Tedward's good at intimidating. You step into the tree line and what does it look like as your triple? How are you trying to make yourself look bigger? Hold on, I actually have an image reference. Uh-oh. Well, you got to describe it. This is an audio medium. Yeah, people people <laughs> can't see with their ears. This isn't an athletics check. <laughs> um, Tedward is just walking towards it like he has entered the octagon, like he's an MMA fighter and he's showboating. He's just got his arms out and he's walking towards it with a lot of confidence. Kind of like how poachers in Africa will like chase lions away from their recent mm-hmm. kill just by walking towards it menacingly. You get about... 10 feet into the woods and it turns and runs away from you. Yeah. Okay. I... Are there Hold any on. other spider webs around? Only an investigation check. Here's a scary thought. We've all been looking at this elk deer thing. What's behind us? Roll me a perception check. Why you gotta say that? Uh, <laughs> you just give them ideas. Oh my god. I, I got a, a natural one. So, <laughs> I don't see you, anything. You walk into a spider web. Yeah, maybe exactly. you're just so unsettled by this. Looking around, you don't see any other spider webs or anything around. I got a 13. Tedward, you look over your shoulder further down the path. You see another one about 30 <laughs> feet away. No! Just watching. Is it, the, is it the same one? Can I tell? Ooh, rolling insight check. Hmm. What is insight? What's the base? Wisdom. So not great. Oh yeah, it's, well it's minus two in that case. <laughs> oh wow, I still managed to get a ten. Nice. Ted, we're just gonna whisper, guys. Antlers are different. Once I see the white antelope uh, behind us, you said it was about thirty feet. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to point the tip of my rapier towards him and let off an eldritch blast. Holy shit! Oh my god! <laughs> oh shit! Roll me an attack roll. It's like we're having dank steaks for dinner. 
Oh, jeez, that's a 24 to hit. Definitely hits. 1d10. Oh, that's only one damage. What? You fight, you let off. I thought you were going to kill it. It would have been very easy for you to kill it. And somehow you didn't. I didn't want to kill it. I just wanted to scare it away. <laughs> you let loose an Eldritch Blast in its direction, and it's, and you watch, you hear the loud crack as you guys see one of its antlers snaps and falls down to the ground. And this thing, like its head turns on a swivel very quickly, panicked. And then its demeanor suddenly shifts back to normal, ah. like totally still. And then it just turns and runs away. Nope. <laughs> no. I don't like that. Is the antler on the ground? It has fallen onto the path behind you. Okay, we should go pick that up. Yeah, I'm going to run over and grab it real fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, you run over and pick it up. Sorry. It looks, it looks like a normal antler. Just, it's white. It's like ashen white. After I pick it up, I'm going to run back to the group. Any know. webs on the antler? Knowing I'm not good with this stuff, I'm going to hand it over to either Rose or Alea, depending on who grabs it from me first. Considering I have failed, a, like, two investigation rows in a row, give it to Rose. <laughs> All right, I'll hand it to Rose. Yeah, you hand it to Rose, and she looks it over. These webs are pretty large. That's strange. Let's, um, let's keep moving. Um, we've been traveling for, what, two, three hours? We've probably got about another hour or two to nightfall, and I know there should be um, a way stop ahead. It's usually about half a day from the river. It's a little cabin we can probably stay at. There's a couple of them along the way. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this is... It's creeping me the hell out. Well, no need to stick around and uh, wait for that thing to come back yeah, again. Let's, let's at least friends. move... <laughs> I'm already frightened because I kind of pissed it off. I bet I don't want to. Let's just go. What's directly above us? Oh no! Look up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> roll me. You look up above you, and you can see the just very thick, dark canopy. If you want to roll an investigation check. Oh man, I had this image in my head of like we we've been thinking about this all wrong. Like what put the webs on the elk? It was the elk. What if it was the elk? And we look no. up, and there's just a segmented, many limbed <laughs> elk. Just suspended like, gracefully from no. a from a web like Sia in the music video for Chandelier. Oh, Elk Spider gives me nightmares. With the wig and everything. Like oh, God. Roll me a investigation. That's intelligence? Yep. I'm not in my wheelhouse. Can't we get into like an elk fighting rink or something? All right. Uh, okay, okay. 16. You look up and... In the immediate tree line above you, maybe 15, 20 feet up, not, nothing that catches your eye immediately. Looking deeper gets darker, just because like the canopy is so thick. But up ahead, you see these kind of strands going between some of the branches. Definitely more spider webs. I want to throw something into the spider webs. How heavy is Alea? <laughs> <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> You know what? No, Let's like, do it. Let's go. No, I I pick up like a like a twig, or like a large a large-ish branch that might simulate the weight of a small animal, and I throw it at the web. You throw it up nice and high. It sinks into the tree, like it goes up, and you you see it impact with some of the spider webs, and, and then it falls back down and gets stuck on a spider web like halfway down, and it's kind of like bouncing in the air until it mm. like slowly stops. 
And then in that moment you hear, as the trees, the leaves above you start to shake a bit and then they just settle down. Oh no. <laughs> Wait, was that, did it, did it sound like the shaking was just from this web, this network of webs, like transferring the momentum of the branch into Distant. the canopy and shaking leaves? No. Oh no. Like <laughs> you did that and it reverberated away oh, okay. from you. Okay. Like, but way farther than it should have. So, okay, so that's just giving me an idea of the scale of the webs. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to shit myself. Wide, way f- further than you can see. This is great. This is cool. Um, this is great. <laughs> is this like those pictures you get of after a flood in Australia, how all the spiders in the entire country decide to live in one tree? You ever see those pictures? I know exactly what you're talking about. With your perception yeah. check, no, it's not that dense. Then again, you're not climbing up, so picturing it's darker. Lord of the Rings. I'm trying to think. We know the forest wasn't this dark last time Rose was here, so I'm just picturing like a swarm of migrant spiders drifting in here on like a giant flotilla of fuck no. I don't like the the image of the spider party. <laughs> spider party. I'm picturing like Lord of the Rings type uh, spiders. Spider horse. While you're all standing here, you hear the sound of like paper being torn and you look over and and Eliel is sitting on the ground cross-legged. She's opening like a paper sealed wrapper and is pulling out cookies, eating them. I thought thought you were going to say she's ripping one of the elks in half. I was like, what? (laughs) Jesus. First of all, did you bring enough to share? Second of all, <laughs> is, is this appropriate timing? I was hungry. Fair enough, but we should not stick around here. Otherwise, I feel like we might become food. Can we go to the cabin now? Should we turn back? Is this? We've already walked about an hour into these woods. I don't, mm. don't want to risk yeah. the option. of. It's been a couple hours already, like two hours. Right, a couple right. hours of a four day trek. Okay. Uh, Rose, how far away was the cabin again? Cabin, hour at the most, maybe. We'll probably get there right as the sun starting to set. Yes, we go there. It's gonna get okay. real dark in here real quick because there's not nearly nearly enough sunlight. All right, we to can the run. With those with of you who cannot run, I will carry. I'm going <laughs> to place my bag on the ground and pull out a torch for Alea, a torch for Chadward, a torch for Rose, and a torch for Haley because I don't need one. I've got the sword. And a torch for this whole goddamn so, forest. I'll pull out four torches and I'll light each of them with a tinderbox or have the tinderbox on hand just in case. Can I pull out my herbalism kit and get out my clippers and cut some of the spider webs and like put it into like a little like test tube jar thing? Off the antlers? Yes. Off the trees? No. Because you'd have to climb all the way up there to get to them. Actually, how long That's fine. Off the antlers. Okay. Yeah, you snip them and put it inside of a little vial. All right. Let's um. Let's get moving quick. I don't want to get stuck out here in total darkness. Mm. Let's go. Oh, so it burns for an hour. Yeah. I'll give each of them a lit torch. Because it'll be just until we get to the actual cabin. Ooh, I roll with advantage. Thank you. What? What? Oh, no. No. You guys very quickly, I guess, are you like sprinting or just being quick about it? Brisk pace. I am being super brisk. Okay, yeah. So very quickly, you guys just continue walking down the trail. And as you get further and further into the woods, it gets kind of deeper. Like it feels like the woods around the pathway are started. It feels like they're slowly like overgrowing and overtaking the pathway. The brambles are coming more and more on the path as you get deeper and deeper in. 
And after about 45 minutes of you guys just kind of walking in this eerie silence, you happen upon a bend in the road. And as you walk up to the bend, you can see off to the right, very overgrown and very decrepit looking is what could have been some kind of cabin at some point. Uh, can I investigate the outside of that cabin just to see how, like, is it overgrowth in terms of like plant overgrowth? Is it web up? Roll me a investigation check, I think. Okay. I have an idea. Okay. We take out the magic watering can and we sprinkle it all over these plant johns on our cabin and ask them very nicely but firmly to leave. <laughs> I rolled a four, so I probably don't get a lot of information. <laughs> Looking over it, it is very overgrown. You do not see any spider webs across the structure, but this is this relatively small cabin. The door is kind of broken and a bit ajar. The windows are shattered and broken. The porch is maybe about 15 feet wide. You look up and peek in the window and maybe take your torch. And inside you can see a couple of beds that are just left, like they're cots essentially, um, arranged along the walls. And when you look through the window further back, you can see there's a hole in the back wall. Does it does it lead to the forest or does it lead to a second room? No, like the forest. Did, did this always look like this? The last time you were here, did this waypoint look like this? As you say that, you look over your shoulder and see that Rose has her crossbow ready and she's just surveying the very close edge of the forest around this pathway. And then she looks over her shoulder and yells, no, nah, it was, um, sleeps four or five, should be fairly secure. She looks it doesn't over. seem very secure. There's a giant hole in the back of the wall. Do we have tents? I feel like you guys might. Let's stretch a tent over that hole in the wall and make the best of it. I don't want to be out here with the weird deer spiders. Yeah, I think that's uh, inside the structure is, you know, at least if we do get attacked by something, we have a, a choke point, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys okay. get that set up. I'm going to I'm gonna do a quick round to make sure we weren't followed. By yourself? I'm not going to go into the woods. Don't worry. Take that weird turtle lady with you. She doesn't seem worried about anything. I figure... She's probably too weird to be edible. <laughs> so, Eliel, fine. She walks away with Rose as you watch them kind of both doing a perimeter around the, the edge of the road, the forest, and like the forest beyond into the woodlands. What do you? What would you guys like to do to set up? I'd like to collect small amounts of like kindling and either directly in front of the cabin or within the cabin itself. I'd like to just start a very tiny campfire by using like prestidigitation and just making a campfire. Okay, I'm not gonna make you roll for that. I think you can do that pretty efficiently on your own. Though when you, if you're using the spell to make the fire, I will say that the fire you create is this kind of teal and purple. I'm cool with that. As long as we have light, that's all I want. <laughs> so where are you trying to make this little fire? Well, I'll say I'm gonna put it directly in front of the cabin. Okay. So it's within eyesight of most people. At least if you're at the front of the cabin and not at the back. Okay. Yeah, so you put it at the front and build this little campfire pretty effectively. What are the rest of you doing? I'm searching this cabin for egg sacs. Okay, roll me a investigation a check. The door in front of you is not open. It's broken. I want to go inside. Okay, yeah, so you... I want to search every inch of this cabin for gross stuff. <laughs> so you open up the door and it... And gently opens and you stand there for a moment and then you hear as the dwarf just falls off a hinge and hits the ground there's a moment of maybe panic silence and you hear rose everything all right yeah the door fell off 
Can I look at like like it, why the door fell off? Is like the wood rotted? Are the hinges rusted off? Like what? The the wood is rotted. Yeah. Okay. Just looking it over. Tedward, who has built and maintained a few barns in his time as a farmhand, can I estimate like in normal conditions how long it would take this kind of rot to to crop up? Like, is it is it like moisture related? Is it like a weird fungus? Um, roll me an investigation check. I think. Eleven. Eleven. So looking through the floorboards with how easily the door fell apart, you walk in and you kind of bounce a little, expecting the floor to be really flexible. It's not. It's firm. And looking around, you can see other bits of wood here that is very, like, it's in decent condition. And there are other spots that are just bizarrely, like... What other spots? Looking through, you can see around the hinges of the door as you kind of do a once over the room. What was your investigation number? 11. The wood closest to the edges of the buildings is the wood that has rotted the most. In the middle, everything seems fine. Like in surprisingly good repair. Mm. And then I know. you're looking through and you're like, oh, what about the rafters? And you look up <laughs> and Thurash outside has just lit this flame. That's like this kind of teal and purple. It's bathing the whole place in these kind of strange colors. And some of the light washes into this open door and you see light dance across the ceiling, illuminating these really strange psychedelic patterns. They're like warbly. It looks like for a moment, you're like, "Uh uh-oh, that's a lot of eyes. And then in that moment, you just hear fluttering and you're overwhelmed by something. Something hits your face and it's soft and fuzzy. Can you roll me a wisdom saving throw? Okay. That's uh, my wisdom is minus two, 14, not terrible. Ooh, you missed it by one. Roll me a D10. A D10 for something soft and fuzzy. I'm getting the fuck kicked out of me in a pillow fight, aren't I? Um, that's an eight. <laughs> okay. Tedward, you feel this fuzzy thing brush against your face and you sneeze. And then for a moment, all sound stops. You look up and you can see that you have just disturbed what looked to be dozens and dozens of psychedelic moths, either disturbed by your presence or disturbed by the light. But they're all frozen in midair around you. When you say psychedelic, do you mean like they're just colorful or they have psychedelic properties? Like I'm tripping right now. The fur on their bodies is white. And then there's these patterns of color that are just like very bright, like vibrant very saturated color. So when I say psychedelic, there's like patterns on their wings. Like, you know, the crazy okay. moths. You've you just, just disturbed dozens aesthetic. of weird little moths. And they're frozen in midair around me. Frozen in midair around you. And you look over your shoulder and you see Thurbash throwing a piece of kindling into the fire. He's not moving. The kindling is just stuck in midair. You have one turn. What would you like to do? Oh. Tedward reflects briefly on how wasted this opportunity is on him because he's not a rogue. I have one turn in 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 freeze time. Yep. I'm more worried about why time is frozen than I am delighted with the possibilities of what I could do with frozen time. And as <laughs> I was going to say as that sentence fu- fully processes in your brain, suddenly the fluttering <laughs> continues and the the light starts dancing across the room again. And you guys how does Tedward react to this? Tedward is just freaked out. Tedward's going to scream and punch Moth. <laughs> roll me an attack roll. <laughs> okay, well, that's a 14. That's not bad. Oh, you hit. Roll me damage. 
What do I roll for fist? I'm pretty sure because of your feet and the homebrew thing, your fists are like a D6 or a D8. I'll take a D6. I'll take a D6 plus my strength. That's a seven. And what's your strength modifier? Then it's seven with my strength modifier. Oh, okay, yeah, seven damage. So you punch one of these things and it sails across the room and hits the wall and lets out a screech. And as that happens, all the other moths fly out towards the um, the flames. Thurbash, you look over and you hear Tedward yell, and then you're just suddenly overtaken by dozens and dozens of giant moths. Can you roll me a wisdom save? No! Oh, yeah, I can roll you a wisdom saving throw. I have bonuses on that, though, so ha-ha! That's a 20 total. Ooh, you pass. As they brush up against you, these this, this, like, dust gets all over your face and you breathe it in. Roll me a d10. You do succeed, but this is for flavor. That's a four. Oh my god, that's the one I happen to be reading. You go to yell out for a moment, and you go, and then (coughs) and it clears your throat, and then you start yelling, what's going on, what's going on? I rolled for Haley. Oh no. Audience, Haley's player cannot make it tonight's tonight's session. And conveniently enough, he has just failed his saving throw. Rolled d10. Are these moths just like causing random magic? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be so funny. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You see them as you they swarm you, they they disperse and swarm Hele and then take off into the forest. Aleia, where were you while this is happening? Um, I think I was outside kind of like... If you were on the porch, like, you'll have to roll a save if you'd like to. Yeah, you know, let's, let's do it. This is fine. <laughs> I got a 13. Roll me a d10. Okay. A 10. You happen to click the one I was reading again. Oh my god. Is it a good one? It's giving a good you're one. suddenly overtaken by fog. And you're like, you're not sure where. You take your hands and try and swipe it away from your face and you open your mouth and you realize it's coming out of your mouth. Wh- what? I'll read. Okay, so I'll read you the effects of everything that has just been read. Tedward, the creature immediately casts the time stop spell requiring no components. It lasts for one turn. Thurash, vocally, the creature can only cluck and croon like a chicken. This creature can also understand and speak to chicken. This curse lasts for an hour or until remove curse is done. Damn, I would have wanted to speak to chickens. Alea, magical mists are now pouring out of your eyes and mouth as you are cat, your body is casting the fog cloud spell. I have the fog cloud spell. Yeah, yeah, your your body's leaking fog. So in the midst of all this chaos, the moths disperse into the woods. Tedward, you look over your shoulder and see the doorway of the cabin is consumed in fog. What do you do? Tedward is just so confused right now. Tedward's only is that the moths are somehow responsible. And since he has one that he has knocked down and stunned, apparently, Tedward's going to grab it like he's going to interrogate somebody and he's going to shake it. Like, what are you? Roll me a grapple check. What are you doing? Grapple check. Just athletics. I'm good at this. That's a 19, baby. Oof, I rolled a 16. You grab this moth. How do you grab it? I've got almost, imagine if the moth were not fuzzy, but simply wearing a sweater, and I've grabbed two handfuls of it near the collar, and I'm just like, you know, like the way I would grab a person. You grab it and lift it up. Roll me a wisdom saving throw. (laughs) <laughs> As you lift it up, a bunch of a bunch of mid, a, a bunch of like dander and fl- like fluff and this kind of powder. I, I lifted it up and I shook it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got a I got a four. Roll me a d10. Uh, that's a three. Oh my god, you haven't been hurt. Oh, you do. 
uh, you have you were hurt earlier. Mm-hmm. You regain five d eight plus twenty hit points. Okay, so question: If I obviously have not been hurt for five d eight and I roll a lot, do I get strong? You feel great. <laughs> you feel better than you breathe all this fluff in, and your pupils dilate, and you feel better than you have in your entire life. Do I grow a seventh round ab in the middle of my six pack? <laughs> sure. Does my belly button become a muscle? Okay, I'll give you the ab. That's funny. Tenders, <laughs> I like, oh my god, these are washboard moths. Yeah, and you're holding this moth, struggling in your hands. They can't escape. Tedward is beginning to piece together that these moths may have some interesting properties. Leia, what are you doing? You have fog coming out of your eyes and mouth. I can speak, right? It's just like, it's yeah. like when you're breathing and it's cold and just like fog comes out. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I'm, what the heck is happening? Do I recognize that it's the spell fog cloud because I have the spell fog cloud? Roll me an arcana check, I think. Cause that, that would, I would stop getting panicky, you know? Cause mm-hmm. I would know. A 16. Yeah, the way it's behaving, it's very much like a fog cloud, but it's centered on you, and for some reason, it's coming out of your eyes and mouth. <laughs> Can I see? I can't see, because I'm surrounded by fog, right? No, you can't. Also, I'm probably going to call I, out to the rest of the party. I will say with the Arcana check, you were surra- briefly surrounded by crazy psychedelic moths. This might have something to do with it. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I'm going to call out for everyone else. Thurbash, you hear Leia calling out. What do you do? What the frick is going on? <laughs> I look around, trying to piece together what the hell is happening. Okay, we're out of turn order right now. Rose comes sprinting up back from a little bit further down the trail with Eliel. She goes, what's going on? Are you guys getting, what the hell? I got fog cloud cast on me from some magical moths. Where are you? Marco, hello. Hello. And I'm just like (laughs) reaching out into the fog. If you can hear me, follow the sound of my voice. Okay, I'm gonna try to follow it. Okay. Not too far though, there's a fire right next to me. You can do it pretty quickly because you can see five. I'll say, I'll give you this. You can see like five feet in front of you. So you just start walking towards his voice and eventually make it to the fire and you can see Thurbash. But Thurbash, you get consumed by the fog cloud and you see her emerge from what looks like fog and fog is just pouring out of her mouth and her eyes. Visually, that sounds terrifying, but also really cool. (laughs) Just close your eyes and mouth for a second. (laughs) Okay, I do that. You hold your breath. The fog starts to dissipate, and then Alea, you're starting to get dizzy. It's been about a minute. What's your calm modifier? Oh god! Uh, <laughs> oh god! That's out. One? Yeah. Uh, in about a minute, 12? your your chest is feeling tight, and you're like getting dizzy. Thurbash, the fog cloud has started to dissipate. Alea, what do you do? I'm committed. I pass out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Roll me a Constitution save. Jeez. <laughs> a six. You pass out. Okay. You watch her pass out and fall down on the ground. And Thurbash, she's here. She's holding her breath. She falls over, hits the ground. Her mouth opens. Fog. No! <laughs> I try to wake her back up. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to do um, a medicine check to just make sure she's not, like, killing herself. Yep, roll me one. Okay. That's an 11. Not great. She definitely just, like, held her breath until she passed out. But you managed to wake her up. And you know she's not, like, dying. Uh, just stay here. Hopefully, maybe it will stop. If not, I mean, I guess you've got a really cool new name in the foggy dirt pockets. Okay. Oh, okay. And then I'm, I'm going to stand up and run into the cabin where I'm pretty sure the, the whole chaos started. You run into the cabin, into the open door frame. Tedward, what do you do? You have a, you still have a moth in your hands trying to escape. I'm beginning to suspect that it causes magic, so I'm going to 
like shake it again. <laughs> I can't. I can't be sure. Once is just once. Twice could be a coincidence. Three roll times. Me, roll me a wisdom saving throw. Okay, that's a that's a straight up crit fail. Roll me two d10. I got a lot of magic. Two d10. Do I add them together or give you two separate rolls? Separate rolls. Okay, that's a five, and that's a nine. Okay, roll me a d4. Okay, so that's a three. For the next three days, you can understand all languages. Holy oh, shit. Nice. And nine. Thurbash, what is the first thought that's going through your head when you see Tedward wrestling with this giant moth? What the fuck is going on? Tedward, you hear, what the fuck is going on in Thurbash's voice? And when you look over your shoulder, he's not talking. Cool. What is that? Guys, these moths cause random magic. I can read your mind. You can Stop. attempt to because you are now under the effect of a detect thought spell. I'm going to straight up dive right in there. What are you hiding, bro? Oh my god, hold on. Let me pull up the spell. Is this a contested roll? Yes, it is. It very much is. Um, So surface thoughts you get, that's fine. Thurash, I need a wisdom saving throw. Tedward, what's your constitution modifier, Tedward? Two plus two. Two. Oh, no. Okay. I, I rolled a six. Ooh. That's a failure. Okay, so if it fails, you gain insight into its reasoning, its emotional state, and something that looms large in its mind. Ooh. Yep, that's what I'm looking for. Okay. Crap. Probably just an image of that fucking hippo. Let's be real. The reason, Thurbash, you can make this whatever you want, but if you would like to make it something deeply character related, please do. Oh, I already know what's in my head. Okay, so describe what Tedward gets hit with. We can make it a vision. If it's a slight backtrack, right? Mm-hmm. Thurbash runs into the room and he knows or has the feeling that after he thinks something, he sees Tedward react and say, cool. And then I'm pretty sure somebody said something maybe about reading thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. The minute that Tedward says that, Thurbash's mind goes to, I really hope he doesn't know about the scar on the side of my stomach. I oh. know about the scar on the side of your stomach. As, you, as those words are forming in your head, Tedward, you're hit with a vision. Just, you're, you for a brief instant, you open your eyes and you're inside this clearing. Ahead of you, you can see Thurbash on the ground on his knees, standing before the tallest tree you have ever seen in your entire life. Its wood is black and gnarled. And when you look up, the sky is dotted with these lights that you've never seen before. And as this is happening, you see a figure peel away from the bark and reach forward and grab Thurbash by the stomach. And he yells out in pain. And then your mind is suddenly brought back as you hear Thurbash's voice say, I hope he doesn't think about the thing in my stomach. And then you got it hits you. stabbed by a tree. What did you just say? Said you got stabbed by a tree. You're not supposed to know that. I know everything. Ted was drunk on power. Roll me another wisdom save. <laughs> just oh, no. And a constitution save. Okay, so that one was a six. The constitution save? Mm-hmm. I actually have a pretty good constitution. Crap. That's a 17. Oh my god, you passed. Okay. I rolled an eight. No, Thurbash, you don't have to. It's him. He's oh, literally shaking okay, cool. the thing that gives him weird magic. <laughs> okay, okay. Tedward, roll me a d10. Ooh, wait, hold on. Wait. Roll me a... You choose a d10 or a d12. Oh, no. Tedward's gonna roll this d12. That's a five. Five. My god. If Tedward doesn't suffer some consequences soon, he's gonna actually try to eat this moth. <laughs> you, you shake the moth and breathe it in. And... Your feet feel like they're sticking to the floor. 
Oh, yeah. At Thurbash, what would you like to do? Alea, you can hear them yelling in the background. <laughs> I'm going to, knowing that he now knows something that he really shouldn't know, I'm going to attempt to grab the moth and pull it away from him. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Roll me a athletics check. Opposing I'm, Tedward. Oh, I'm not going to win this one. <laughs> nope. Nope. That's a that's an eight. Tedward? Seventeen. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna roll a constitution save for this moth. Yeah, I was about to say, it sounds like we're gonna rip the moth and it's just gonna be a giant cloud of magic. I'm gonna go in there. If if this doesn't end, I'm going in there with the spray bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Tedward is doing a line of magic dust off the cabin floor. You hear them fighting. Um and Alea, you get up and run in and Rose goes, What the hell is that cloud? And you hear her footsteps behind you, and right as you turn the corner and step in. You just hear a tearing sound that's kind of fleshy. You hear a ton of this like fume, I guess is the right word, or like powder disperses into the air and all three of you breathe it in and immediately pass out. Oh my God. The the last thing Tedward hears as he's losing consciousness is a tinny mournful little voice wailing in agony in moth speak. Saying, why? Why? (laughs) And that's where we're going to end. Oh god. Tedward, by the way, for the next three days, you're under the effect of that language thing, and for the next twenty-four hours, you have spider climb. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, these spiders won't know what hit them. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Yo, that vision though, that's amazing. I'm gonna take the fight to the spiders. Uh... Hey everybody. I hope you really enjoyed that madness. Yep, this was the second half of our recording without Haley. But fear not, he's in the next one and came back for the juiciest part. I am so excited. It's about to get spicy, guys. Our release days, as usual, have moved to Mondays, but you can still catch us on our usual platforms. If you want to be an active part in the story we're weaving together, check us out on Twitter. I've been running a lot of polls to kind of create new content with the help of all of our followers. And our most recent poll has been building an upcoming villain. Was one of the names submitted from one of our listeners, and the character's name is Stan Van Funkelman. And I hear he makes a mean blueberry jam. And I think I know exactly where he's going to get his next two berries. I mean, blueberries. Anyways, our songs and ambient music for this episode are features from Kevin McLeod and Sword Coast Soundscape, which you can find in our episode description and on their Bandcamp pages. We're also using tracks from Dark Fantasy Studios to support the narrative, which you just heard near the end of this when Tedward read Thurbash's mind. Anyways, again, stay safe, and I'll see you next week. Lots of extra virgin olive oil, pepper grinder. What? So I clicked record as you said. Lots of LSD, some oil, a pepper grinder.
I love having those I'm, little. I'm just reading off one of the literally everything I say. I'm just deriving from the fluff script on a food blog. You know how they have to tell you everything but the recipe. Mm-hmm. That's just what I. I don't actually have a personality. I derive it all from somebody's inane babble before they tell me how to make fucking mozzarella sticks. <laughs> I don't want to know your search history then. I just don't want to know what you're looking up because mostly pictures of you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh man, not, not a lot of luck there. You don't have a strong online presence. I don't. I've read all the fan fiction though. I don't even want to know how much there is. That's like the fact that there's any is is not great. No, like you wrote it. There's not. Oh, fan that fiction. Fa- yeah, that fan fiction. Yeah, there's not yeah, fan yeah. fiction of you. Who do you think you are, <laughs> Mister Big Lobster? Well, he clearly has one fan. You. Yeah, his only fan. Ah, boom we're cutting in right there nope nope <laughs> um 